In this episode, we discuss the complexities of relationships and attraction in this thought-provoking conversation. Uh, we'll explore the idea of being uh, fully into somebody else and the importance of mutual interest. Uh, the concept of dating is examined a little bit, and we really focus on defining what it means and the different interpret interpretations of the term itself. The conversation delves into the nature of monogamy, polyamory, and co questions societal norms in general as we explore other potential uh, ways to connect. So I hope you enjoy this conversation on the Zen Brain Podcast. Advertising that she's available, interview you in the sense of why she's she, flicking her hair, yeah, she's giving you looks, give you a look. You might come up and say what up. She's she dressed might, right, you know. She might give like that, hey, but she's still gonna walk around the room. We were talking about like, well, you know that I don't really want to be second best. Like the girl's got to be into me. She's got to love me. She's got to really actually she's be really got to be interested. Yeah. Or if not, then it's like, yeah, no second best because it'll never actually lead into anything. So unless you both know that and make that agreement, exactly. then so be it. Now, what I have learned about laws of attraction is what you put out is what you get. So if you're like, I only want women who are fully into me, in that moment, you now have to only be into women that you are fully into. If you give and get into women that are that you're settling for, you are now going to be with women who are going to settle for you. And so you have to eliminate any aspect of that out of your life for it not to reflect and attract in your reality because it would be that subconscious aspect of life that would appear and show up again and again if you're not following in what you're calling in because you're then not stepping up to that frequency and embodying that calling you know what i'm saying and and it's a choice you know like if you if, let's just as the example if you're choosing to only attract the ones who are you're into each other. Now that doesn't. And by by the way, just for me, that does not mean a girlfriend. That doesn't mean a wife. That doesn't mean a partner. That just means somebody I'm connecting with. Because I don't I don't even like to label them. But if you only want the ones who want you, that's just a choice. That could be because of the the space of my life that I'm in. It's like if I'm gonna spend the time getting to know somebody, I want I want them to be totally into me. Now if I was younger. I think maybe I'd be in a situation where be, you more want to like maybe hang out with a lot of people. I guess date is that. I guess that would is what that would be. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and that funny enough, that's kind of the term because I mean it's funny that you say date because I've actually had conversations with females about like, well, what do you consider dating? Because when you start to talk about polyamory or monogamy. At what point do you define a date? Does a date mean you're having dinner with someone and talking with them and getting to know about them? Because if that's the case, then shit, you and I went on a date in Kathmandu. Sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To sure. get to know about each other and talk more about business and what we can create together. Is that not a date? We also set aside a date in time to then put a business meeting. That's which is that. what that word comes from, I'm sure. Exactly. It's like, hey, let's make a date. Like yeah. plan a date. A yeah. time and what date. time? Let's make it a date. You know, so that's why when you date people, it means that you're simply setting aside time to get together. To get together and to 
you know, then relate. we create something and relate. Yeah. So in that case, we date our friends. But if if we don't want to get that technical and whatever you want to say, that's what I'm saying. Like, what is the definition? You have to ask and define. Are we even speaking the same language? Are we use the same words? And most of the time, I would say no. And and, the, and the big question I would ask now is, and why are you doing it? And whatever the reason is, is fine. But I think you need to be honest with yourself, or at least know. Are you doing it because you want to find a partner and have a baby? And you're dating to find somebody who qualifies? I mean, really doing that. I don't know how many people really do that. I seems like more people want it possibly, but then they just live life and then maybe fall in love with somebody. I mean, I hate to categorize it. I would only imagine the people who look and do that are like Mormons who like get out of school, get married, have a kid, live the American yeah, that's dream. It. But like I said, I don't want to categorize it, but that's what... Well, you know, I went through that exactly. <laughs> but Where I was literally people. looking to get married and do the whole everything. Like it was a step-by-step process. That's just it. Is, is you... Like first you do this, then you do this, then you do that. And the next thing is this. And you're like looking to get to the end, which is for Mormons being sealed in the temple and having kids. That's the end all be all on the spiritual path and then live the commandments. And so there was a brainwashing in me that, I mean, geez, I almost got married. Like, well, I did get married young, but I almost got married at uh, you know, 21 or, and why? Because we wanted to have sex. I think ultimately, now if we would have been honest with ourselves and be like, look, I'm just horny, you know. Uh, but anyway, putting away the Mormonism so we don't get locked into that thinking and coming back to, um, you know, more of a, a practical standpoint is if is if you're looking for a partner, that's then you got to define what that is and why you're looking, what you're looking for. If you're looking to get laid, then be honest with yourself and maybe be honest with the other person. I don't know. I don't love the hookup culture, but. Um, or, or, and maybe the honest, most honest is looking to connect. It's because it's it's nice to connect and meet new people and find out what you have in common, especially if you're attracted to them. But another case in point, man, do we even choose our relationships? It seems like, first off, they just happen. Second off, I don't remember choosing them myself. I remember thinking, oh, I like you. I want to be, I want to be around you. But I don't remember like deciding, like, in fact, I've never... I have never officially had a girlfriend, I don't think, in my entire life. My, my, I was married twice. I, they weren't my girlfriends. You know, they're my friends. I don't know. Friends that are girls. And one of them, they just kind of ended up, before you knew it, was a wife. But I didn't choose it, you know. It sort of happened. Well, so now at this point, you know, funny enough, I almost want to start talking about titles. And words and the meanings of words, because yep, this is more where I'm at. I just because <clears throat> yeah, because you know, girlfriend, friend that is girl. You know, I mean, playmate. That's another word yeah. that I like. Playmate, you know, which yet again could be guy or girl, because that means sexual, sensual. What does sensual mean? Most people are like, oh, we got so sensual. Well, sensual is something that you can sense, which means you guys listen to music, you guys watched a movie, you've sensed it, you you see it, you hear it, you smell it. You guys made dinner together, whatever it was. You guys lit incense together and watched an album. That's sensual. Yeah. You know, and then you spoke. And so I could hear you. That's sensual. So weirdly enough. Sense sensual. Yeah. Which just to be clear, you you go um, from intimate to 
sensual, which is not sexual, and sexuality is in its own category by itself, which is basically genital intercourse. Yeah, when you're up to that point, you are sensual until you do the physical act. And I think um, when you when you stimulate that energy, because strangely enough, is a kiss sexual? Not necessarily, but it can very much be that too. Yeah. You know, because you could kiss your kid on the forehead goodnight. Well, hey, that's not a sexual kiss, sensual kiss. Yeah. But can a kiss be sexual? Very much so. It's an energy. So I think it's when stimulating that energy is sexual. But sensuality, most people think, like I said, sensuality. When you ask them, hey, what's what's that? Do you get sensual with men? No. Engage in senses. Engaging in senses. Smelling, touching, tasting, yeah. all those things. Have you ever smelled a man's cologne? You've been sensual. Ah, sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, you heard the term uh, relationship <laughs> anarchy? Okay, so relationship anarchy, this is now where this information comes from is more of the polyamory content. So they're talking about the different kinds of thinking. Relationship anarchy rejects the, the labels and the uh, hierarchy of relationships. So it's the connection alone. It's really probably better to read because this is written very clearly. Meaning the mailman, the woman at the grocery store, your girlfriend, your wife, you're not giving anyone some kind of a priority you don't have your main wife and then everybody else is subservient to that um like some polyamorous situations where you've got your primary and then you've got these other subservient type of the relationship anarchy just rejects all of that and just basically engages in the relationship as it is that's more how i I roll at least that's how i feel like i do it's like i'm going to connect with everybody in a bunch of different ways some of them were sexual sensual etc etc but, but to, to label it. And, and then the problem is with labels is then it puts you into a framework that's already written. Like when you get married, whether you like it or not, you're tapping into an exor of marriage. And any, any way you thought you could mentally avoid it by making up your own rules don't seem to apply. You got married. You're in. This is how marriage works. Right. So I reject most. I, I would say I'm a relationship anarchist if I had to give myself a label. And, and I think that's that's exactly going back to those titles. As soon as you say girlfriend, whatever that means to you, most people now have expectations and attachments to the definition of that title. So all of a sudden, hey, you're my girlfriend. Well, that now means that if you're holding hands with somebody else, I'm going to get jealous because you're my girlfriend. Exactly. Ownership and titles of these expectations. Now, I think it's human nature in certain things. Like truly, when you look at it, in any feminism like and i'm not talking female like creative aspect shall we say with human if you were drawing and coloring you would eventually color and see what the colors looked like together you would eventually see what different colors looked like together you would play and you would create all this stuff i can also expand it into a video game if you were playing a video game and you had a character like the sims or something like that you would see how your character related with every single person you would create it you would make it that way because you'd be curious of how and who and what it looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like. Sensuality. You would get sensual with yourself and the experiences around you because you want to taste the food around you. You want to hear the music around you and hear people's thoughts. And you want to speak about your feelings, about how it's all making you feel and stuff. You know what I mean? I think it's human nature. So as soon as we all of a sudden get to these relationships, strapping a title to it it prevents the nature of the exploration 
of seeing or sensing how something would turn out because yes. it prevents us from the truest and more deepest experiences of actually being in the moment because we're like, oh, she has a boyfriend, so I don't want to make homie jealous or cross the lines or for all these things. Therefore, I won't express my truest, deepest self. Though if you did, who's to say that three months down the line, homeboy's cheating with whatever anyways, and you guys wouldn't have been the best couple. But for some reason, you're stuck to this primary program of allegiance, thinking that it's some honor system and code of respect, yeah. when really you truly just screwed yourself over from your life partner. Yeah. Yeah. Say that again. Oh, you're doing a podcast? Sorry. No, it's fine. Uh -huh. We're letting it be. We're letting it be. Yeah, it's got to. It's got to be free flow. It's got to be raw. Yeah, I, as long as we can keep the audio decent. I think. I think. Uh, I hear it. Yeah. You know, it's just interesting because our our minds use frameworks to understand things, and it's easier that way. And so we get raised with these frameworks and play these games. We guided down these paths like marriage, babies, and that picket fence, and the American dream. Uh, and and that can go into dating, and then you get the whole like say polyamory scene. You got a whole bunch more frameworks <clears throat> to work with, and I think that's great. And then you bring in the transsexual stuff. Now you got a whole other series of frameworks you're dealing with. You know what I mean? Um, but to remove all frameworks and be authentic, raw in the moment, and let it open and flow as it only can without any resistance of where it goes because it's moving outside of your expected framework to me that's the only freeway and if there is such a thing as unconditional love that's where you're getting into it and that's because you're honoring yourself first and being honest with the the connection and i i will say for me removing most of the frameworks you literally don't know how to deal with it the, the relationship and so the only way i've been able to really take it take it on is taking baby steps slowly into every connection and continuing to take baby steps until there comes a point where the baby step feels intuitively uncomfortable and then I'll stop. And that's in, an interesting thing to do because sometimes you keep walking and you and the connections that you might have said no to for a variety of reasons, I won't give examples, you didn't because you didn't let the framework get in the way and you keep going deeper and deeper into intimacy based on how deeply that person is willing to go and never putting a label on it, never, never getting rules, um, you know, at least for the most part. I mean, I don't think you can fully remove yourself, but you know, you're still going to, you're still going to get a little bit of jealousy and stuff like that. I think no matter, no matter what, but well, I, I believe jealousy kind of comes from a state of lacking. I just also want to just to clarify, you're more than welcome to put your input. I just wanted to point out to speak before we the microphone. Yeah. That was on. Yeah, he was suggesting to talk yeah, into suggesting it. Suggesting to speak into it. Um, <clears throat> uh, I don't know, but I wouldn't mind hearing any of your take on polyamory if you have thoughts. So, yet again, that's a title, which then I looked up the definition of polyamory and. Now, it was a while ago, but basically it does talk about partners that all are very much aware of each other, that are not all sexual with each other, but 
certain ones of each group or whatever are aware of other partners' sexuality and you are expressing sexuality with each of them. So it's not cheating and just, oh, I have multiple sexual partners, but none of them know. Like, it's, they all are in a committed relationship. Whether all are sexual or not, certain of them are, but group, group commitment is what it is. And so, with that idea, um, group commitment, well, that just sounds like community. That sounds like if you actually had a loving, caring family and your sister was getting abused by her boyfriend, your family would sit down and talk very deeply about that. They would all be involved because they're not going to stand for that shit. And it's going to end now because that's my family that it's happening to. But this day and age, because family's so broken apart, people are like, well, I don't even know what to do. You know, and then you call the cops and the cops are like, well, you got to prove it. And so nothing happens and everybody's just like, well, he just beats her. And so you start drinking because what the fuck, you know? And this is what I'm talking about, is when it comes down to polyamory, relationships, cheating, people talking to other people, boyfriends, girlfriends, the conniving, the, the not upfront being like, yeah, I like her too. Why that's, Why can't I like Dr. Pepper and root beer? Like, I, I like multiple things. I like this person, I like that person. I want to get to know both of them. And if I could, I would like to be sexual with both of them. You would say, hypothetically or not, but... I do yet again believe it's human nature that most people probably feel this way or have felt this way at some point. The only reason I truly feel that monogamy, which I'm still thinking that monogamy could be human nature. Why? Because it is in nature in itself. Certain animals are monogamous. They choose one partner and stay with that partner. A lot aren't. So when we talk about human nature or animal nature, let's just talk about nature, instinct, babies, love babies connection needing connection i guaranteed at the heart of every single person if they could without jealousy without the repercussions of a partner getting hurt if everyone was filled and going back to jealousy where does jealousy or envy stem from i think it stems from a place or a state of lacking that would you really be jealous that your partner was spending time with someone else if you then had someone else to spend time with that was just as interesting, as beautiful, as cool, as good looking as your partner. Yeah. No, you would actually be down because it's satisfying. It's not like taking a really dope, delicious, amazing meal and now somebody giving me a shitty cheeseburger or something. You know, you're actually getting another amazing meal in replacement. Yeah. Here's what it is. There's a lie in there. And the lie is, is that if that person gives their love to someone else, it's taking the love away from you. Yeah, that they don't love but, you anymore. But that is not the nature of love, because love is giving and abundant. So the truth is, in my world, is the more love I give to each, the more love expands to all, because I'm getting love from multiple places, and I can share that. But you, you, there's a lie in there that says because they're mine and they give their love to someone else is taken away from me, and in some cases, the the, the, the attention is going away from the one and going to this other person. Um, and that is a problem, I guess, if you're in a committed monogamous relationship. Speaking of monogamy, I think monogamy is really important and very much part of nature as it relates to children and protecting the children and, and uh, survival. Which, yeah, I, well, and I can see that in nature yet again, because look through nature and look at when monogamy in certain species are there, and why are they there? And they are protected. 
but also look at certain species where they do raise in community, like prides, you know, and they raise in community. And the dad is not absent. He's there or whatever, the male. Um, but the females mainly raise their young. Um, and so... And then they need to be protected while they're nursing and and, yeah. and, and, and taking care of the babies. And so then you got the, you know, the, the partner in the crime. They're protecting and bringing the food in. I mean, just as a very natural animal level, you can see how the, the female would be vulnerable while she takes care of the children. The children are ultimately vulnerable, and you would need that one more protection, which is also can be done in a community. So I really and like what you said about. Females. I really like what you said about it's female lions, huh? Like polyamory being like a family unit where you watch after each other. I, I think that's it's a group or a group agreement. Um, I think that that's an interesting concept um, that resonated. Um, anyway, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, yeah, well, just because I, I now can see through some of my family and through the community that, you know, in the places of my family that did stay together, you know, meaning no chauvinistic or not, but truly the place that made family home was in the kitchen, was when the females actually started having children. And stopped being rebellious and came back to the mother and was like, wow, you know what? I respect you so much more because of how hard this is and I need help. And then the grandmother helps the daughter who then has the granddaughter. And also now you have this chain of women, powerful women helping and growing. So now all of a sudden a family event occurs and there's a new baby in the house. Of course, everyone wants to see him, but let's be honest. Who are the ones that are like, oh, baby, like truly. Of the grandmother, the mothers, all the ones that have had that experience, and now they love it. They grab the baby. They take care of the baby. Everyone loves it. Where's the dad? The dad's talking and relaxing and experienced, maybe helping barbecue. I mean, who knows what maybe experience. Maybe in the garage. Uh, yeah, maybe in the garage. Maybe, maybe holding the baby, too. I'm not trying to be, you know. Yeah. I'm just more truly painting a picture. When it really happens, who is the ones that seek it out? Yeah. And now paint a community where everything is full of love, is there really needing a father, you know, in the picture 24 seven? No, he needs to be a strong present father, but in all honesty, community would raise that child, yeah. male or female. It would be a strong community, a family. It would love. be. And it wouldn't be put all on the mother who birthed the child. No, I don't think. it would not be. It would take, it takes a tribe to raise a, a yeah. kid or whatever. And it's because that kid needs all aspects. It needs the ratio of friend, cousin, father. Yeah, not just mom and dad, but the yeah. whole lot. Yeah, brother, sister too. Like Grandma. maybe, maybe not. But I truly believe that give everybody a title. If you want to strap titles to something, give them a family. Yeah, brother, sister, mother, father. And then truly see how then we flourish when there's a family. Just like family unit is what's in under attack, and and. It, it really is true that if you have a community or a group, you have other perspectives to rely on or to go to. If you don't have that, then by default, you have your perspective controlled by the state, uh, which is what is happening. And so there is something about having that group or community. The bigger, the better. And uh, just to stretch this out all the way, I was, I was trying to be 100% honest with myself because somebody asked something online. And I won't get try to remember the question, but ultimately I decided I would, if, if, if I had the ultimate vision of what I would be, it'd be more like Abraham from the Bible with multiple uh, 
wives, concubines, and then, you know, whatever kind of uh, animals and stuff. And because uh, I think about that image, and that means that the babies within your family are growing your kingdom and your group. And no crossbreeding here because you've got multiple wives. The concubines, you've basically taken them off the sexual marketplace because you pay for their living, but it's it's still your, your kingdom. Um, and that's all I have to say about that is I just think that that's a very interesting way of building your own reality and it's completely protected against oh world world perspective manipulation i don't know i don't know how else to say it i don't all these conspiracy words are getting beat up so much it's it's just like the people who want to control everyone's thoughts can't tell me that's not happening yeah and i think the family core whatever that looks like even if it's all the way out to this abraham power where there's full control Versus like a mother, child, and, you know, dad, that's the smallest unit, um, you know, you know yet again, is the protection of our, of our survival. Do you see what we would call polygamy in nature? For survival, I think polygamy makes sense. And, well, and not only for survival, for pleasure. And most people are like, well, what? But if you were a god and you had your own desires, but also I'm just more... Is it in nature? Do you, does a lion? Now let's let's really look at a pride. And I only believe there is one male in a pride, unless there's the children of it. But I'll have to look deeper into that. But really, a lot of the videos that I've seen, I really actually want to say that the females like own the pride, hunt, do all the hunting, do all the everything, and there's like the one man for breeding, and then the other ones get like basically exiled or pushed out to go claim other land eventually, and they start other packs of prides, just like alpha wolves and stuff that the alpha wolf actually goes around and freaking just does what he wants with all and whatever females through the pack you know yeah and so in a weird way is it in nature so therefore is it in human nature or dog nature animal nature is it part of the collective life circle of life and if it is then we tap into it because all of the universe exists within ourselves which means that we at nature at instinct have these basic instincts, these basic desires, these basic actions and needs and wants that we can tap into, we can override and overcome them too, but it's well, all how we program ourselves. Well, and I think there are things that can't really be programmed over, like there's certain parts of our just physical biology, like the simple fact that men's sperm can continue to impregnate hundreds of women one woman can get pregnant and and only hold that for the night yeah 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 that's true and that is going to play out a lot of the human behavior between the sexes because they're going to be built to nurture and protect and do the things that you do when you're having babies and becoming a mother and all of that um and to me, it seems very much a natural part of that nature for that man to protect that woman and that baby and make sure that everything's perfect for them. You know, that makes sense to me. There are some, I think, that just bail. <laughs> you should pregnant. You're like, I'm out. That's a good idea. <laughs> 